Happy Friday, y'all. Big hug to all of you within the sound of my voice. Will President Trump be back in the White House after winning 2024? I am fairly optimistic that this will be the case. Now, some folks want me to make a promise that I have no control over, saying emphatically President Trump will be back in the White House in 2025. But why would you watch my show if I just say things on emotion, not actually based on fact? If you want to do that, you might want to just stay on the Democrat side of the aisle, on the leftist side of the aisle, where everything is about feelings and not facts, strategy, and reality. Yesterday, I was on the original Mark Z podcast. Uh, the show is called Coffee with uh, Mark Z. He broadcasts it several places. It's uh, on YouTube. It will be taken down. I... I I, I will be taken down. I didn't realize the show was still on YouTube as well. For instance, I do shows for, uh, I've been on other shows as well where they're on YouTube, but just live. And as soon as my segment is done, it's no longer on YouTube. You can only watch it live when it happens, which makes sense. YouTube doesn't like me. On that podcast, he asked me, hey, do you think that President Trump will win? And I said, well, President Trump's going to win like he did in 2020. Well, whether he'll actually be able to be in the White House uh, at that time, I don't know. There's certain things I want to look at. I want to look at, are we going to be able to stop the steal in these swing states? We weren't able to in 2020, and we weren't able into 2022. And it would just be blind optimism to just say, but in 2024, that's all going to be different. I had said, I, I have people looking into the different state laws and election reform that has been done since 2020 and 2022 in these swing states to see how short up and how strengthened election integrity has been in, in those states. I don't have all that data yet and I can't give an opinion on that because I just want to give you a gut opinion. I want to give you analysis based on fact. An interesting thing happened to me yesterday. There's someone who had been trying to get a hold of me and I had not gotten back to them, but I got back to them and they started giving, giving me some inside information to protect all those involved. I'll just leave it, at, leave it at that. But let me just tell you that the intel, the info I got is from someone, the, the source of that information is someone in President Trump's inner circle. That person, I have to be careful here. Let me just say this. There are military things going on right now still having to do with Trump. People involved in the military, at the military, tangentially involved with the military. And things have somewhat escalated. Not escalated into a war type of way, but there's been more activity, more planning, and more things going on in preparation for 2024. President Trump has been shy about this more than once. He has said to Lieutenant General Michael Flynn to get ready. Now, why is this important? Well, Lieutenant General Michael Flynn has, he had a great idea. Now, this is not, what I'm about to share with you is not, you know, uh, confidential like that information that uh, I've received 
Patrick Byrne has talked about exactly what happened when they got into the White House to talk to President Trump. And it's well documented now that Lieutenant General Michael Flynn had a apparatus, apparatus, had plans to have President Trump audit real-time the vote count to show if or if it wasn't stolen, the 2020 election. Now, people in the White House at the time convinced President Trump otherwise. That is kind of how it's, you know, Mark Meadows and others. But I think what really happened, and once again, this is based on analysis and knowing how the deep state works. I think they tr- they, they threatened Trump or his family or dirty bomb, some sort of terrorist attack or mass casualty because they were so desperate. They couldn't win. They weren't going to win. They stole the election. When I say they, I mean the establishment, the cabal, the deep state, whatever you want to call them. They knew that they had had everything they had to stack everything with fake ballots, computer flipping, illegal votes, and, and manufactured ballots, all of the stuff that we know they used to, uh, to steal the election of 2020. They have threatened judges and, and justices all the way to the Supreme Court, so no one wanted to look at the stolen election of 2020. And President Trump was still going to fight. And I think there's a, knowing how the deep state works, my gut instinct is, based on how the deep state has worked in the past, they gave Trump an ultimatum, just walk away, leave the White House, or there will be X. There'll be hell to pay, and A, B, and C will happen. Whether it was his own family, his own life, like I said, a dirty bomb in Chicago, New York, L.A., Houston, Miami. And President Trump withdrew to fight another day. Knowing all that and knowing that Trump plays to win because he won 2020, there's nothing he could have done by by the time January 20th, 2021 came around except for you know having a full-on revolution. And that wasn't prudent at that time once again because of whatever threats they have but president trump has had four years when once again president trump plays to win he knows they did in 2020 he knows the stakes are higher we've got joe biden taking us into world war three right now sending in reservists to assist with the effort of the war sending troops there now oh there's just going to be in a and some sort of capacity where they're they're doing logistics and other things behind the scenes. They're not really going to be involved. Let's not forget back in the 1990s before we had Operation Desert Storm, we had op- uh, Operation Desert Shield in which reservists were involved and that led to a full-blown war. Short war, easily won war relatively, but war nonetheless. So why do I have more confidence now that President Trump will win? Let's just say that when I finally got back to this contact of a contact and the information goes straight back to Trump's inner circle, there's military involvement and people who are being protected, whisked away, hidden, 
because over the next year, there will be some things going on. I don't know if it'll be transparent to us, if we'll know all of what's going on. But like I said, President Trump has been very vocal uh, and letting everyone know that Lieutenant General Michael Flynn should get ready. So that puts me in a positive uh, mood because President Trump even said before he ran, when the 80s or 90s, he was asking, if I, if I run, I will run to win. He won in 2020, won in 2022. No way he's going to run in 2024 if he thinks that they're going to steal the election from him again if there isn't a contingency plan to go all the way. I'm optimistic that President Trump will be inaugurated January 20th, 2025. I'm also very sure that they're going to do everything humanly and demonically possible to stop President Trump from accomplishing that. There have been multiple attempts on President Trump's life. There will continue to be. And or his family. The rigging, they definitely have perfected the rigging. The courts won't stop it. We may have to see military involvement again. And let's not forget, in 2016, they tried to steal the election in favor of Hillary Clinton. It was, if you want to call them white hats, but it was military intelligence that stopped the steal real time. Remember, a few states where they just couldn't call it. All of a sudden, they couldn't call those states. There was some sort of freeze. Do you remember that? For those of us nail-biting and watching in 2016, the elections. That's why Hillary Clinton would not concede to President Trump or then President-elect Trump the win. She was absolutely sure she had it. Military intelligence stopped it. Don't know why they didn't stop it in 2020. I believe military intelligence and a military operation is happening behind the scenes to assure us that we get President Trump in 2024. Not rigging it in his favor, but giving we the people our representative choice in Donald John Trump. The stakes are higher in 2024 than they were in 2020. In case you miss the news, geriatric puppet Joe Biden is escalating things over in Europe, getting us involved and ready for World War III. Biden has activated 3,000 reservists and is sending them to Europe. This is just a day after saying that Putin is losing but let's get to the actually let's play the clip of him saying Putin is lost because this is where it gets head scratching. If Putin is lost the war already, then why are we activating 3000 troops and sending them to Europe in Operation? Uh, what are they? Operation Atlantic Resolve, which is to stop Russia. So let's go ahead and play this clip of Biden. And he's wrapping up in Helensky at the NATO. He's been over there doing NATO stuff. And so here he is. Thank you, Mr. President. Uh, you've said that Ukraine shouldn't enter NATO until after the war is over. Are you concerned that all of those comments could motivate Putin to keep the war going or discourage him from, from entering peace negotiations? And is there a serious risk that this war could drag on for years? Um, and do you see any path toward the war ending with Putin still in power? First of all, um, no one 
can join NATO while the war, a war is going on, where a NATO nation is being attacked, because that guarantees that we're in a war, and we're in a third world war. So that is not about whether or not they should or shouldn't join. It's about when they can join, and they will join NATO. The uh, issue of whether or not uh, um, this is going to keep Putin from continuing to fight, the answer is Putin's already lost the war. Putin has a real problem. Yes, that real problem is the warmongering West and the money laundering going through Ukraine. That is the challenge that Putin has militarily. He's not fighting Ukraine. He's fighting the West and he's winning. And the West wants their war. So the, thus, the 3,000 reservists. Some new information coming out from the White House as President Biden has ordered uh, the authorized this new possible deployment to Europe as by my authority vested by me as the president of the Constitution. I hereby determine that it is necessary to uh, augment the active armed powers of the United States for the effective conduct of Operation Atlantic Resolve in and around the United States European uh, stated authority. So we want to learn more about this, what this means moving forward. And this all comes after the NATO summit wrapped up, President Biden authorizing those 3,000 military reservists to be deployed. To help break this all down, we're going to join by Hal Kemper, retired Marine Corps Intelligence Officer, CEO of Global Risk Intelligence and Planning. Hal, thank you again for joining us here on Live Now from Fox. How big of a deal is this when you now know that the President Biden authorizing some 3,000 more potential reservists there potentially to be deployed to Europe? Andy, it kind of opens the door, if you will. Uh, it opens the door for bringing in reserves and National Guard and, and basically what it does is it very much links the Operation Atlantic Resolve. And Atlantic Resolve is really the bolstering of NATO, particularly the Eastern Front of NATO, in response to the Russian invasion of Ukraine. <laughs> A bunch of words to say that it gives NATO and Ukraine a pipeline of U.S. troops on the ground to fight the war because of the Russian invasion of Ukraine. Now, of course, we've been making the argument, Ukraine's not even a NATO country, but that didn't stop us from going into the Middle East to protect the Saudis and Saudi oil and Saudi interests from Saddam Hussein and his invasion of Kuwait. Even though they have billions and trillions of dollars and could defend themselves. Do you see why President Trump has been saying for a long time, since the 80s, and many of us have been saying and feeling the same way, when are we going to stop being the police of the world? Folks, that's how it works. We have a strong military. The people at the top make money off of war. And they're always looking for ways to get us involved. These evil bastards have been funding wars for centuries. Folks, centuries. Before your great-grandpappy was looking at your great-grandmammy saying, she's got good hips. I want to marry her so she can give me children. 
And I love her as well. Not trying to be crass about it, but you get the point. This is their MO. We should not at all be surprised by what's happening right now. Bolstering up that that eastern uh, that eastern frontier, if you will, right up against Ukraine, right up against Belarus, right up against Russia. And of course, now with Finland today becoming part of NATO, um, you might see some rotations potentially even going up there. This is an escalation of going from proxy war to actual war. What did we just send them? What's been in the news over the last several days? Oh yeah, cluster bombs. Then we have the NATO summit, Finland becoming part of NATO, Sweden and Ukraine, not quite yet. Folks, do you see how this is all rolling? This is how things escalate. You start off with proxy war, sending weapons, sending reservists, capping that at reservists. Then it's supposed to be that Congress declares war, but this is how presidents start them. We've sent um, we've sent cluster munitions over to Ukraine, which is kind of an act of desperation. And now, even more alarming today, is they've announced. Uh, Biden announced the ordering of select reserve and certain members of the individual ready reserve of the armed forces to active duty, saying here, by the authority vested in me as president by the Constitution and the laws of the United States of America, including sections 121 and 12304 of Title 10, United States Code, I hereby determine that it is necessary to augment the active armed forces of the United States for their effective conduct of Operation Atlantic Resolve in and around the United States European Command's area of responsibility. In furtherance of this operation under the stated authority, I hereby authorize the Secretary of Defense and the Secretary of Homeland Security with respect to the Coast Guard when it is not operating as a service in the Navy under their respective jurisdictions to order to active duty any units and any individual members not assigned to a unit organized to serve as a unit of the selected reserve or any member in the individual ready reserve mobilization category and designated as essential under regulations pres prescribed by the secretary concerned not to exceed 3,000 total members at any one time, of whom not more than 450 may be members of the individual ready reserve as they deem necessary and to terminate the service of those units and members ordered to active duty. So 3,000 reservists are being activated and sent to Europe. Now, the 3,000 are, are reserves. Some are what's called select Marine Corps or select, I'm sorry, selected reserve units. Those are organized reserve units that are rotating over. And others are what's called individual ready reserve. These are individuals, they're ready to be mobilized, deployed. They're, 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 they maintain all the qualifications they need. All the qualifications they need to combat an enemy because that is what a military is for. World War III may have officially started as far as American involvement is concerned yesterday, Thursday, July 13th, 2023. So what are they planning? What are they getting ready for? This is kind of eyebrow raising and kind of alarming, right? Operation Atlantic Reserve is very specifically the United States, uh, it says right here, the United States continues to demonstrate its commitment to the collective security of our NATO allies and, and support for our partners in Europe in light of the ongoing Russian intervention in Ukraine. As you talk to your friends, family, neighbors, colleagues, 
clients, customers, etc., about the potential, let's just, let's be optimistic, potential start of World War III this week. Many of them will parrot what they're going to hear on CNN and MSNBC, etc. No, this is just reservists. They're just going to go and cycle through so that active troops can come home and what have you. That's that's the spin. That's the spin. Folks, the thing, you know, that thing, using a phraseology of one Joe Biden, this is this whole thing is about Russia. This operation was started almost 10 years ago. It's all about Russia, a nuclear power. They've been planning this for a long time. A decade ago, Mitt Romney went on CNN and made a statement. Watch. Russia, th this is without question our number one geopolitical foe. They, they fight every... Uh, a cause for the world's worst actors. Following Russian President Vladimir Putin's order of Russian troops into Eastern Ukraine, Romney's comments look right, as even some Democrats are now admitting. Quote, this action by Putin further confirms that Mitt Romney was right when he called Russia the number one geopolitical foe. California Democratic Rep Ted Lieu said on CNN in mid-February. Of course, Obama then famously told Ritt Romney that the 80s want their foreign policy back and then Obama under his watch remember all this was happening during oh it's 11 years ago during the 2012 presidential campaign in which Obama was seeking a second term it's arguable that he lost 2012 but they rigged it in his favor that is what Joe Biden was referring to when they said that they had the best election and voter fraud operation ever. The same one that helped them in 2012. The same one that they're hoping to employ a dozen years again later in 2024. Almost the same situation. Obama, and I believe Obama won 2008. Obama's a horrible president. People don't like him and they don't want him to be reelected. So they stole the election in his favor so he can be reelected. That was 2012, January 20th, 2013. He is sworn in for a second term. And then what happened a year later in February of and uh, March of 2014, Russia invades the uh, Crimean Peninsula and takes it from Ukraine. Which brings us back full circle. They want their war and they're rebooting this old operation to start our active involvement in World War III. And that's United States, NATO, Ukraine versus Russia. So this is directly, is even says Russia's aggressive actions have already led many to call for reinforcing NATO's readiness through Article 5 related planning, training and adjustments to force posture. So this Operation Atlantic Resolve is specifically about Russia. This was Operation Atlantic Resolve came into play in July of 2014. So this is after Russia went in and, and annexed Crimea. And that's when they started Operation Atlantic Resolve. But he's very specifically deploying those, you know, activating and deploying those 3000 troops 
for Operation Atlantic Resolve, which is specifically about Russia. So that is what we know. Okay. They've wanted a war with Russia for a very long time. I remember making this video. Let me show you a video. It's still up on my Instagram page. You can see it's a video I made on October 26, 2016. I was on Instagram and YouTube advocating for voting for President Trump and not Hillary Clinton. And I said in this video on October 26, 2016, that she wanted World War III via Russia. Back then, it wasn't Ukraine, but Syria. Let, let me show you this little less than one minute video I made back then. Day, telling Reuters in an exclusive interview he believes her plans for Syria could escalate into a global war. Well, she has no plan for Syria. And with her, you'll end up in World War III. She doesn't know what she's doing. So you're not fighting Syria anymore. You're fighting Syria, Russia, and Iran. What we should do is focus on ISIS. We should not be focusing on Syria. You'll end up with her plan. You'll end up in World War III with Syria. Steve, you're going to end up in World War III over Syria if we listen to Hillary Clinton. She's incompetent. Trump referring to Clinton's call for a no-fly zone over Syria to halt the Assad regime's bombing of civilians in the five-year-old conflict. A move critics say could force a showdown with Vladimir Putin. Documentation beats conversation. And there you go. You have it documented that I have been very, very consistent. On October 26, 2016, warning of World War III via conflict with Vladimir Putin and Russia. It's so funny, folks. I haven't changed. I've talked to some of my Bay Area friends who are total... Marxists sellouts and they they know they know that James is black sort of patriot they they had seen my YouTube channel and a couple of them I was still friendly with and we chatted and they were uh James seriously James how come you've changed and I straight up told them you guys are the ones that sold out remember we were not for CIA involvement and getting us into wars we were not for warmongering. We were for, you know, fight the, the, the power and the evil, corrupt government. I guess when it was, you know, the Bushes, it was fine. But as soon as it was the Clintons and the Obamas, then all of a sudden, war is okay? I've been consistent. For those of you who have been around for a long time, maybe a handful of you may have been on my channel when it was called on YouTube, Black Conservative Hippie. I doubt any of you within the sound of my voice presently remember that because it lasted from 2015 till about 2016 when I started doing these things and it was maybe over the course of maybe six or seven videos. But I originally called the channel Black Conservative Hippie because I was not a neocon, never have been, never will be. So you can see I've been very consistent in this. And this is why. Larry Johnson today, is Biden preparing to take the U.S. to war against Russia? This is disturbing and alarming. Biden issued an order activating up to 3,000 ready reserve and select reserve military personnel and sending them to Europe for potential combat with Russia. This is not a hoax. It is on the White House website. And I already showed you Kim Iverson reading that. Operation Atlantic Resolve is a name for the U.S. military response to Russia's special military operation. While the number of troops being activated and deployed is not large, 
Is Biden making a direct threat to Russia that is likely to elicit a very unpleasant response from Putin? According to one of my retired CIA buddies, at least two B-52s are on the ground at a U.S. Air Force in Alaska. That would be a U.S. Air Force base. This is highly unusual, according to another old friend who flew B-52s. Moving these planes toward forward to Alaska is stupid saber-rattling. This is not going to assuage r- Russian count concerns about Western intentions. It is going to move the Russians to hair-trigger status. And do not forget about U.S. plans to send nuclear-capable F-16s to Ukraine. And then he cites here Jake Sullivan uh, talking about Kiev likely getting F-16 fighter jets from Washington's allies in Europe. Russian Foreign Minister Lavrov wasted no time in warning the United States and NATO that if F-16s arrive in theater, Russia will treat them as a potential nuclear threat. So yes, folks, the leftist Marxist mainstream media is probably going to try to spin it and downplay it over the next few days. But this in reality is where we're at. We're on the cusp of a war with Russia, a nuclear power. I know some folks are pro-Russia, anti-Ukraine. Some folks, even with the sound of my voice, disagree with me on this one. And that's fine. We don't need to be in an echo chamber. For the record, I am neither pro-Putin nor, nor pro-Zelensky. I am definitely anti-Zelensky and warmongering and all of this putting ourselves in danger over stupidity. Now, I called myself black sort of hippie because I am not a warmonger. And if some of you wanted to vote for the black guy because you want Trump without Trump, and you're thinking Tim Scott's your guy, well, Tucker Carlson just exposed Tim Scott as a hawk with just one question on Russia. Tucker Carlson hosted the first presidential forum for the Republican Party in Iowa today, on Friday, with Blaze Media. By the way, Tucker's going to be interviewing five other candidates. Not President Trump, but he will be speaking to to, uh, Nikki Haley, Ron DeSantis, Vivek Ramaswamy, and Mike Pence. And obviously, he started this conversation with Tim Scott. And it took just 30 seconds for Tucker Carlson to expose Senator Tim Scott as a war hawk. Watch and listen. So, uh, you know, a nation that great has to be aware of threats to its very existence. Absolutely. Yesterday, Biden mobilized reserves. What do you think of that? And are you concerned that we're moving, as we seem to be, toward war with Russia? Yeah, so I would say that without any question, we should never allow American soldiers to be engulfed into the challenge between Ukraine and Russia. Our boots on the ground should not be there. The ability... Bravo, Tim Scott. Bravo. The crowd, the audience is clapping. We're in agreement. That sounds good and all, 
But then the Hawk Doctrine is something that Tim Scott feels he's got to get up and preach. And preach he does that we must debilitate Russia, maybe not with our own troops, but via proxy war. And he wants to drive this point home. He stands up to preach about it. Watch and listen. My mama wanted a preacher, so I'm going to stand up and do it the southern <laughs> way. Preach! Hallelujah! So, literally, so I think one of the failures of President Biden has been his inability to articulate America's national vital interest in the conflict or the genocide in Ukraine. America's national vital interest is degrading the Russian military. Our national interest is to degrade another nation's military. A nation that does not pose a threat to our national interests. Think about that. That's just being a war hawk. That's just being warmongering. Oh, we don't want our troops to do it, but our national interest is that other nations degrade Russia's military, even though Russia itself is not a threat to the United States or our way of living. Little, A little bit down the line, I mean, when I heard that, I literally paused it and said, that's, that's hawk. That's hawk talk. And of course, Tucker Carlson and myself, I think, share very similar views, if not the same exact views, when it comes to the neocons and the neolibs in the United States government, military, in the Pentagon, and the entire military-industrial complex supported by war hawks and evil people on both sides of the aisle. When we degrade the Russian military, we make sure that our home front is safer and that our NATO ally partners that would cause us to send soldiers over is safe. When we have the land contiguous with Ukraine safe, we keep our American soldiers at home, and our primary objective should only be to engage when America's vital national interests are being engaged. Can someone please tell Tim Scott, or myself for that matter, because I am totally ignorant to how Russia is a threat to our home front. What is Russia doing that is a threat to the United States of America directly? Under President Trump, we were energy independent. So we're not dependent on any of the oil resources from Russia. We are self-contained and independent in everything. Now, are we entangled with China? Yes. Should we be? No. But Russia? It's war for war's sake. It is once again this sick idea that America and our children are the police of the world and need to get involved in other people's conflicts or in many instances sneakily be involved via our entanglement with NATO and other globalist organizations. Wait, wait, wait may, may I ask, so you're saying that it's in our national interest, vital national interest, to degrade the Russian military, in other words, to fight Russia with other people's soldiers. Tucker Carlson nails it. The exact same question I had or conclusion I had when I listened to this and had I been in Tucker Carlson's place. I don't like to interrupt my guests the few times I interview people, 
but I probably would have said, hold up a second, Tim Scott. Let me clarify this. You're saying that it's on our vital American interests to support war against Russia, proxy wars against Russia, to protect our homeland? How is Russia a threat to our homeland? And of course, it all has to do with the New World Order set up post-World War II. I would would say this way. If you think about the world order that we established after World War II, if you think about a rules-based system, where does a rules-based system come from? It comes from this nation, our Judeo-Christian foundation, that says that there are rules of the road, that there is something called absolute truth. And we established that. As a part of that absolute truth, what we're trying to do is make sure that our home front remains safe. Keeping our home front safe means evaluating the actual threats to our country. The most immediate military threat that could happen is Russia. How is Russia a threat? Why is Russia a threat? And then Tim Scott channels the spirit of the Bushes. Why is a good question. You look at their sixth generation jets, you look at their hypersonic weapons, you look at their nuclear arsenal. Everything that we do that degrades the Russian military is good for America. You look at the long-term threat to our nation, it's China. Their existential threat that we face long-term becomes China. You look at this rising axis of evil that we're seeing being formed, it's Russia, China, and Iran. Breaking that to pieces before it gets started, I think, is in our vital interest. Rising axis of evil? Tim Scott wants to be another George Bush. Axis of evil. Wow. And you look at this rising axis of evil that we're seeing being formed. It's Russia, China, and Iran. Breaking that to pieces before it gets started, I think, is in our vital interest. In the aftermath of the terrorist attack on September 11th, when President Bush went before the Congress in 2002, he defined the axis of evil, meaning Iran, Iraq, and North Korea. States like these and their terrorist allies constitute an axis of evil, arming to threaten the peace of the world. Axis was such a loaded word, however, because the Axis powers in World War II had been Italy and Germany and Japan. The idea that the world was now divided into Axis powers and Allied powers seemed to suggest a war coming on, which indeed was the truth. It is both our responsibility and our privilege to fight freedom's fight. And there you have it, folks. Those who don't know history even history within our own lifetime are doomed to watch it repeat itself. Axes of evil. Loaded imagery, words, semantics. And like Bush did in 2002 was the rhetoric of the precursor to war. Now, I want to end with this. I want to end with President Trump. This morning, Friday, July 14th, President Trump made the following statement on Truth Social. Statement by Donald J. Trump, 45th President of the United States of America. 
Joe Biden's decision to mobilize reserve forces proves that his reckless escalation in Ukraine is straining the U.S. military to the point of disaster. Just last week, Biden shockingly admitted that our arsenals are so badly depleted that the United States is running out of ammunition. Now we see the ranks are growing so thin that reserve troops are being forced to support Biden's calamitous policy in Europe while our own borders remain undefended. Joe Biden can't even walk up the steps of Air Force One without tripping. The last thing this incompetent administration should be doing is pushing us further toward War War Three. Yet Biden has proclaimed that he will continue sending American treasure and weaponry to fuel endless war in Ukraine for as long as it takes. When I am reelected, it will take 24 hours. This conflict must end. Not one American mother or father wants to send their children to die in Eastern Europe. We must have peace. As president, I will again rebuild America's military and restore the readiness and deterrence that Joe Biden has so dangerously squandered. And I will return to a foreign policy that puts America first so that we can once again have peace through strength. Amen, President Trump. I support you in that. And that is why I am MAGA, Trump train, America first. I was in 2016. I was in 2020. And I will be again in 2024. And because of whisperings and what we can see, President Trump and support from true patriots in the military, I am more confident and optimistic than ever that in fact, we will have President Trump back in the White House as Commander-in-Chief on January 20th, 2025. This is James, a.k.a. BCP. Over and out. Until the next one, ciao, goodbye. God bless. Have a great weekend. Tell the give us what we want.